Welcome to Bite at a Time Books, where we read you your favorite classics one bite at a time. My name is Brie Carlisle, and I love to read and wanted to share my passion with listeners like you. If you want to know what's coming next and vote on upcoming books, sign up for our newsletter at biteatatimebooks.com. You'll also find our new t-shirts in the shop, including podcast shirts and quote shirts from your favorite classic novels. Be sure to follow my show on your favorite podcast platform so you get all the new episodes. You can find most of our links in the show notes. But also our website, biteatatimebooks.com, includes all of the links for our show, including to our Patreon to support the show, and YouTube, where we have special behind-the-narration of the episodes. We're part of the Bite at a Time Books Productions Network. If you'd also like to hear what inspired your favorite classic authors to write their novels— and what was going on in the world at the time, check out the Bite at a Time books behind the story podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Please note, while we try to keep the text as close to the original as possible, some words have been changed to honor the marginalized communities who've identified the words as harmful and to stay in alignment with Bite at a Time books' brand values. Today we'll be continuing Rilla of Ingleside by Lucy Maud Montgomery. Chapter 33. Victory. A day of chilling winds and gloomy skies, Rilla quoted one Sunday afternoon, the 6th of October to be exact. It was so cold that they had lighted a fire in the living room, and the merry little flames were doing their best to counteract the outside dourness. It's more like November than October. November is such an ugly month. Cousin Sophia was there having again forgiven Susan, and Mrs. Martin Clough, who was not visiting on Sunday, but had dropped in to borrow Susan's cure for rheumatism, that being cheaper than getting one from the doctor. I'm afeard we're going to have an airly winter, foreboded Cousin Sophia. The muskrats are building awful big houses round the pond, and that's a sign that never fails. Dear me, how that child has grown. Cousin Sophia sighed again, as if it were an unhappy circumstance that a child should grow. When do you expect his father? Next week, said Rilla. Well, I hope the stepmother won't abuse the poor child, sighed Cousin Sophia. But I have my doubts. I have my doubts. Anyhow, he'll be sure to feel the difference between his usage here and what he'll get anywhere else. You've spoiled him so, Rilla, waiting on him hand and foot the way you've always done. Rilla smiled and pressed her cheek to Jim's curls. She knew sweet-tempered, sunny little Jim's was not spoiled. Nevertheless, her heart was anxious behind her smile. She, too, thought much about the new Mrs. Anderson and wondered uneasily what she would be like. I can't give Jim's up to a woman who won't love him, she thought rebelliously. I believe it's going to rain, said Cousin Sophia. We have had an awful lot of rain this fall already. It's going to make it awful hard for people to get their roots in. I wasn't so in my young days. We generally had beautiful Octobers then, but the seasons is altogether different now from what they used to be. Clear across Cousin Sophia's doleful voice cut the telephone bell. Gertrude Oliver answered it. Yes? What? What? Is it true? Is it official? Thank you. Thank you. Gertrude turned and faced the room dramatically her dark eyes flashing. 
Her dark face flushed with feeling. All at once, the sun broke through the thick clouds and poured through the big crimson maple outside the window. Its reflected glow enveloped her in a weird, immaterial flame. She looked like a priestess performing some mystic, splendid rite. Germany and Austria are suing for peace, she said. Rilla went crazy for a few minutes. She sprang up and danced around the room, clapping her hands, laughing, crying. Sit down, child, said Mrs. Clow, who never got excited over anything, and so had missed a tremendous amount of trouble and delight in her journey through life. Oh, cried Rilla, I have walked the floor for hours in despair and anxiety in these past four years. Now let me walk in joy. It was worth living long, dreary years for this minute, and it would be worth living them again just to look back to it. Susan, let's run up the flag, and we must phone the news to everyone in the Glen. Can we have as much sugar as we want to now? Asked Jims eagerly. It was a never-to-be-forgotten afternoon. As the news spread, excited people ran about the village and dashed up to Ingleside. The Meredith came over and stayed to supper, and everybody talked and nobody listened. Cousin Sophia tried to protest that Germany and Austria were not to be trusted, and it was all a part of a plot. But nobody paid the least attention to her. This Sunday makes up for that one in March, said Susan. I wonder, said Gertrude dreamily apart to Rilla, if things won't seem rather flat and insipid when peace really comes. After being fed for four years on horrors and fears, terrible reverses, amazing victories, won't anything less be tame and uninteresting? How strange and blessed and dull it will be not to dread the coming of the mail every day. We must dread it for a little while yet, I suppose, said Rilla. Peace won't come. Can't come for some weeks yet. And in those weeks, dreadful things may happen. My excitement is over. We have won the victory, but oh, what a price we have paid. Not too high a price for freedom, said Gertrude softly. Do you think it was, Rilla? No, said Rilla under her breath. She was seeing a little white cross on a battlefield of France. No, not if those of us who live will show ourselves worthy of it, if we keep faith. We will keep faith, said Gertrude. She rose suddenly. A silence fell around the table, and in the silence, Gertrude repeated Walter's famous poem, The Piper. When she finished, Mr. Meredith stood up and held his glass. Let us drink, he said, to the silent army to the boys who followed when the piper summoned. For our tomorrow they gave their today. Theirs is the victory. Thank you for joining Bite at a Time Books today, while we read a bite of one of your favorite classics. Again, my name is Brie Carlisle, and I hope you come back tomorrow for the next bite of Rilla of Ingleside. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at biteatatimebooks.com and check out the shop you can check out the show notes or our website, biteatatimebooks.com, for the rest of the links for our show. We'd love to hear from you on social media as well.